morning. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, brother. It's wonderful to be here, and it's wonderful to celebrate um, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if that doesn't get you excited at this time of year, it doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will. And I proclaimed it on our Wednesday night meeting a few weeks ago that I am the Grinch in our house, and even the Grinch himself gets excited this time of year. And I'm excited to study the Word of God. I'm excited to just walk around and be in the light of Jesus Christ. And that love that we understand all year long, it's so neat to me when you know, this time of year rolls around and you start to see people get excited. And sometimes they don't under, fully understand why. And I really think as we sang that song, it's our job to tell them. That the light of Jesus Christ might be in our hearts and it might be in our lives. That they might understand why we have joy in our lives. So that's what I want to talk about today. Is I want to celebrate the light of Jesus Christ. And we're going to talk about some of those scriptures. Um, just briefly, I um, just want to make a quick announcement, and I want to remind us, you know, it's frustrating to us, and it's sad that we have our gold and our blue groups, and you know, our desire is that we would all be together, um, but as you, know, you follow in the news, you know, Arizona, we are in the red, and the hospitals I work at, we're double booked in our COVID rooms, and you know, we're at max capacity, so they're there's still a reason that we need to separate. There's still a reason that um, we do our social distancing, we wear our masks, and it's our desire that not a single one of us would be sick. And from the bottom of our hearts, as um, your leaders here in the branch, we love each and every one of you. And we want to protect you, not only naturally, but spiritually. And that's why we do all these things. That's why we preach the gospel, that you might have salvation through Jesus Christ. And we take all these little precautions that you might be safe, because we love you. And we would do anything for you. If you're sick, not feeling well, we ask that you stay home. If you need prayer, call us. We will pray for you over the phone. We will send a handkerchief. We will do everything that we can, that you might understand the love of God. And that is our message today. So with that... What are we celebrating? Why are we excited? Why are we here today? And we'll go to the scripture. I'm going to jump right into it in Luke, the second chapter. You've heard it hopefully over and over again already this month, and I just want to read through these beautiful verses. In the, in the seventh verse, it says, And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. If you were with us on our Wednesday night, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about this location that Jesus was born in. And these shepherds most likely weren't just any random shepherds walking around. That this place in Bethlehem was on the path on the way to the temple in Jerusalem. And that the flocks that were kept there weren't just flocks for food. That these were flocks specifically for all of the sacrifices that would take place in the temple. And they had all the same purposes. They kept these swaddling clothes around that they might wrap these lambs. 
they might remain spotless. There was all this symbolism that those shepherds tending for them were the same shepherds that kind of show up on the scene here. It says, And lo, the angel of the Lord came unto them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of joy. Great joy, excuse me. Which shall be to all people. For unto you born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Our message is so simple. The message of hope and love through Jesus Christ. And he had every excuse to stay in heaven. There are so many ways that this could have happened, but he came this way. That he humbled himself as a baby. That he would walk this life so that we would understand his love. That he would understand our struggles. What we go through on a daily basis because he loves us so much. And what's so beautiful is how the scriptures gives us example after example and points us in so many directions. And if you skip forward a few uh, verses in the same chapter, there's a man called Simeon. And the word of God says that he was a man full of faith. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Lord revealed to him something, that he would not pass away until he saw the Savior. That he would not die until Jesus Christ was born. So as the ritual was, they would bring babies to the temple to be dedicated, and this is what they did, and they gave him to Simeon. And it said, And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou servant depart in peace according to thy word. For my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared from the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles, and the glory of the people of Israel. And he does such a, he gives us this insight, a light to the Gentiles, a light not only to the Gentiles and the Jews, that there was something so miraculous about this birth, and he knew it. And what I love about the scriptures is that God gives us these types and shadows. We think that there are accidents or coincidence. You know, God has such a perfect plan that he gives us these things in the Old Testament that foreshadow the New Testament. He gives us things in our lives that he might point us back to Jesus Christ. And there's something that I came across um, this past couple of weeks that I've been looking at. And in the scriptures, we don't find as we celebrate Christmas and we celebrate Hanukkah, you know, Hanukkah isn't really a holiday that's defined in the Old Testament. Probably the one that we know the most because it's probably the most commercialized and it falls close to Christmas, so they kind of bump in together. But there's so much symbolism in this holiday. Um, I started to study it. And what's beautiful is Israel was invaded you know, hundreds of years ago. So about 200 years before Christ showed up. And the person who invaded them was Antiochus III. And he was somewhat okay with the Jews and their religion. 
His son, however, was not. And his son, Antiochus Epiphanes, which translates into God manifest, which is interesting, we'll come back to in the scriptures, was not. And he persecuted Israel. And he ransacked the city, destroyed their temple. He sacrificed pigs on the altar. And he erected the temple, or a, a statue of Zeus in the Holy of Holies. And threw it all in Israel's face, and he killed the people there. And after a few years, a righteous family began to revolt. People who loved the Lord said, this isn't right. And they stood up for what they believed in, what they knew what was true. And there was a beautiful man by the name of Mattathias. And he had young sons that they started this revolt. And they started to fight against a horrible leader. And his son eventually took over, and his name was Judah Maccabees. And they fought over a period of years and ultimately reclaimed their land and reclaimed the temple. And they rededicated their temple. And hence we get the Feast of Dedication. We also know it as the Festival of Lights. And that becomes Hanukkah. It's interesting because there are certain sects of Judaism that believe that during Hanukkah is when the Messiah will come. And they have this belief that some of the things that were destroyed, they believe that the Messiah was supposed to come and tell them how to rededicate these certain portions of the temple. It's interesting, these types and shadows. And when we think about Hanukkah, we think about the menorah and that candelabra and all of those lights. And the tradition has it, all those candles, excuse me, that when they went to rededicate the temple, and if you read Leviticus, there's supposed to be a candle burning at all times in the Holy of Holies. And it's supposed to represent the eternal flame, the eternal presence of God, the Father. And they had just enough oil to get them through one night when they lit it, and they began this rededication. And when they lit it, it burns for eight nights, which is why you know, they celebrate for eight nights. And they had enough time during that time to make new oil and then and ultimately fill that candelabra. So there's eight lower candles, and there's one on the top called the shamash, and that shamash is called the servant candle. And without that light of one, the others cannot be burned, the others cannot be lit. And we think about the symbolism that you know, God talks about, or excuse me, the Apostle Paul talks about that the law is a schoolmaster to help them understand who Christ is. That he gave them types and shadows and examples in the Old Testament that they might understand who Christ is. There's no light in us unless we have Jesus Christ. That's where it comes from. What's beautiful, you read in John, the 10th chapter, 22nd verse, and it says, And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication. They still kept it. Jesus Christ was there. And it was winter, and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. He understood the symbolism. He goes on, and they press him during this chapter, which we're not going to read. But they said, are you the Christ? Are you the Messiah who's supposed to come? They wanted to know. Think about the anxiety that they must have had that 200 years earlier, there was this man who called himself God, Antiochus. That he thought he was God manifest. And here's this man, Jesus Christ was that he was the true light of the world. 
He was there preaching in the place that they knew that he was going to come. And sadly, at that time, they missed it. But to us, we know today that he is our light, that he is our salvation. And he gives us great joy and great hope this time of year. So I want to ask you today, why is Jesus Christ the light? And we see all this symbolism, and we hear that he is the light of the world, but it, I thought long and hard about this this week, and I said, well, why is he the light? What is it about him that makes him the light of our lives? And the Book of Mormon so beautifully puts this. In Alma 38th chapter, 9th verse, and it says, Now, my son, I have told you this, that you may learn wisdom, that you may learn of me that there is no other way or means whereby man can be saved, only in and through Christ. Behold, he is the life and the light of the world. Behold, he is the word of truth and righteousness. Jesus Christ is our light because he is truth and he is righteousness in our lives. Spent seven weeks going through this beautiful sermon series. And we learned that it is not our righteousness. There is nothing in ourselves that makes us righteous. It is the righteousness of Jesus Christ. It says, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came unto all men, justification of life. In Romans, the fifth chapter. We know that through his righteousness, through his coming that we celebrate right now, through his life, through his death, and more importantly, his resurrection, we have life. We have hope today. Something beyond this veil of tears the heartaches that we suffer, the afflictions that we suffer, there's something greater coming for us if we hold. Hold strong to Jesus Christ today. We recognize his righteousness. Through that righteousness, we can be saved today. We know he is the truth. John the 8th chapter says, Know ye the truth, the truth shall make you free. This world binds us. Sin binds us. The heartaches, the sorrows bring us down. But through Jesus Christ, sets us free. And we sing those songs. If we hold on to Him, if we understand His truth and His righteousness in our lives, we are free. We don't have to worry. We don't have to have these anxieties of these lives if we hold on to Him. So many times, I think personally, where I get down in a rut and I think about all the things that I shouldn't be worrying about. We worry about paying the bills, worry about your kids when they leave the house and are they safe where they're at. But if we trust in Jesus Christ, that worry, that anxiety goes away. Because we know he has us in the palm of his hands. We are subject to his truth and his righteousness. I want us to know today that his light is endless. It's not just for a short period of time in our lives. But it goes on forever for us.
Mosiah, the 16th chapter, the 9th verse. says, He is the light and the life of the world. Yea, a light that is endless, that can never be darkened. Yea, and also a life which is endless, that there can be no more death. See, that's what gives us hope. The sorrow of losing our loved ones and our family members, we have hope that we're going to see them again. Through our faith in Jesus Christ, we look forward to that reunion day. And that's why we celebrate him today, because he is endless. Because we have that opportunity, if we believe in him, we can be endless with him. He says, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of darkness when we walk outside these doors. There's people who tell us one thing, they're very far from the truth. But Jesus Christ says, if we follow him, if we believe in him, we won't be deceived. We'll walk in the light of his love. We'll walk in the light of his truth. We'll walk in the light of his righteousness if we hold on to him. I never leave us with just sitting back and being passive in God's light. There is some action that he requires of us. And that's where we have to start off with an understanding of him and who he is. But then through them, we walk with him and we need to do something. In 3 Nephi, 18th chapter, 24th verse. It says, Therefore, hold up your light, that it might shine unto the world. Behold, I am the light which ye shall hold up. about that. As I read this verse, I was thinking of the song, Something Beautiful. No matter what the sin today, no matter what your background, no matter what mistakes you have made in your life, that light of Jesus Christ can make you beautiful. He can change you. That outward reflection that is beautiful to someone else, it's not you. His light in your life. And he commands us that we wouldn't hide it under a bushel. That we would put it on the mountain for the world to see. That the world might understand his love. That through us, they gain a greater understanding. That they might look to us and say, what is that that they have? What makes them different? Why do they have joy? Show them Jesus Christ. It could be their first introduction. People can see the reflection of Jesus Christ in us. What a beautiful honor that is as we celebrate his life today. I want us to understand, I leave you with this. As we rejoice and we talk about the wonderful things of Christmas, that we would understand that it is His light that gives us hope. It is His light that gives us life today. It's an everlasting light in this dark world. I want us to celebrate today His truth. I want us to celebrate today His righteousness. 
I want us to know that it is for every single man and every single woman in this world. There is not an elect person who isn't worthy of his, of his love today. He loved each and every one of us that he came willingly and died. His light still shines today. His light gives me hope. And it's my prayer today that I might shine that light to other people. It's my prayer today that you might shine that same light as well. I love everyone here. I love our wonderful branch. And I thank you for shining that light of Jesus Christ that I might see it in you. And as we celebrate Christmas together uh, this year, even though it's been a very different year than what we're accustomed to, his light hasn't changed. His light still gives me hope. And I trust in him that he will get us through any situation that we face. May God bless you and Merry Christmas. Enjoyed uh, our brother's message today and a message that certainly comes from the Lord and um, just so much uh, to, to take hold of there. <laughs> and I hope that you are taking hold of it. Um, because, uh, you know, it, it's one thing to come and we spend time together, as Brother AJ said, it's certainly our desire that we're all able to get back together at some point and, and share and fellowship together. But, um, you know, I, I've been thinking about this word this week, um, Advent, and looking forward to the day of Christ. And, you know, looking at the, at the scriptures, um, the Nephites were, were looking for, toward that day, and some got discouraged, and some fell away, and some were destroyed. And uh, it was concerning, and, and obviously, you know, fear sets in, and you start, your mind just takes over. And, um, but this message of Jesus Christ being our light should be so uplifting today. It, sh- it should be what we're grasping onto in our darkest moments, in our fearful moments, in our um, biggest fears and concerns and cares. And um, it, it's, it's what we need to, to look to. Today, you know, I think about those shepherds in the field, and I I, I love the shepherds. I, I love the Christmas story and all that has to do with it. But I love the shepherds because they were consistently doing what their job was to do, and God revealed His coming in such a powerful and magnificent way, and. The glory of the Lord shone round about them. The glory of the Lord. And I don't know where you are today, but I want the glory of the Lord to shine round about me. And that can only come through Jesus Christ. And, you know, as Brother AJ was uh, going through his message today, my mind went to um, Revelation. And, um, you know, as Brother AJ said, he said, you know, it's not just this time, short time period that we, that we aspire to be a part of. It is endless. 
The light of Christ is endless. And it talks about the new Jerusalem coming down from heaven and revealed to John the Revelator in the 21st chapter. And, you know, it goes through and it describes what this new Jerusalem is. And, and it's describing it to him. And there's a couple of pieces that I want to pull out because I think it ties in so well and, and should be encouraging for us that it's not just having this light in this world, which is vital because we need to have the light in this world so that darkness doesn't overtake us. But he says in the 10th verse of the 21st chapter, and he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. and Her light was like a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear and crystal. And so here, you, here's that, that term again, the glory of God was a, is coming around. And this is what John is, sees in this. And it goes through and it, it talks about all the different uh, aspects of this city. But in the 22nd, or, yeah, 22nd verse, says, and I saw a new temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it, the city. And the city had not, no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Jesus Christ is the light in this new Jerusalem that we look forward to. Jesus Christ is the light in this world that we live in today. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. And if we have a gift to give, and Brother AJ so beautifully said, our, our expressions of love to you, it is to give you this light. It's that you would have light in darkness. That you would have light in your fears. That you would have light in when Satan comes and attacks you and wants to drag you down into darkness. The light of the world is Jesus Christ today. And so it's a gift that's free to, to all mankind, as Brother AJ said. To those that would receive it, it is free. And I don't know about you, but I like free gifts. I do. I'll sign me up. Hold of it. Grasp it. Allow it to penetrate you in such a way that it affects your heart. And it provides this lightening of our spirit as well. When we're burdened down with heaviness and, and, and all of those things, it gives us a lightening and allows us to feel freedom where once we felt bound and shackled. continues on in the 21st chapter and it says in 21st verse 24th verse and the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of the city and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it and the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day for there shall no night there shall be no night there and continues on even into the 22nd chapter I can uh, end with this. Uh, and there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God 
and of the lamb shall be in it. Again, kind of reiterating what was already said. And his servant shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. There shall be no night there. They need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light. They shall reign forever and ever. Brother AJ said, it's not just this passive thing that we get to just enjoy the light and sit back and relax. When we're in the kingdom of God, we will be praising the light all the day long. We'll be praising the King of kings and Lord of lords, singing exultations to him. Because he is our light. And we will not want that light to go out. May God bless you today. Those that are joining us virtually, we pray that God will be with you even throughout the remainder of this week, um, as we do for everybody here as well. Um, but as we prepare to sign off, we, just, we wish you that merriest Christmas that you could ever have. Not because of presence under the tree, but because of the gift that was given in Jesus Christ, Christ the light of the world. God bless you today. I'm going to ask Brother Brian if he would come up and close us in prayer. Let's all rise that are here. Let us bow our heads in prayer. A righteous and eternal Father, we thank you for this Sabbath day. We thank you, Lord, for the great privilege that we have to gather together, Lord, as your children. And to hear the beautiful message of the Son of Jesus Christ being the light of Oh, Father, we thank you for this light that has led us, Lord, through the journey of life. Lord, you have led us even to the most prosperous parts of the vineyard. We know, Lord, that if we continue to follow thee, that you would bless us, Lord, and that you would guide us and direct us. Lord, I pray that we might always remember this great gift that you have given unto each and every one of us. Lord, that we might cherish it within our hearts, within our souls. We might realize, Lord, that you are everything in this life. And we look forward, Father, to seeing you face to face, that that eternal life will shine even in the kingdom of heaven. So we thank you for the birth of your son, Jesus Christ. And, oh, Lord, we praise thee. We glorify thee on high.